A look at colorectal cancer treatment and surgical options on this episode of Curating Care, a podcast brought to you by St. Clair Health, expert care from people who care. I'm Deborah Howell, and joining me today is Dr. Scott Holcamp, a board-certified colorectal surgeon at the St. Clair Medical Group. Welcome, Dr. Holcamp. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here this morning. Wonderful to have you. St. Clair takes great pride in delivering expert care from people who care. You're board certified in both colon and rectal surgery and general surgery. You were named a top doctor by Pittsburgh Magazine in 2022. I'm hoping you can tell us about how the level of expertise you bring to the services you provide is a big benefit for your patients. One of the things that we spend a lot of time with the organ that is the colon, and by doing so, we bring an added benefit in my mind because that's all we focus on. So the diseases we treat like diverticulitis, Crohn's disease, colon cancer, and some of the perianal diseases, those things can be treated by many doctors. But I do think that because we focus on it, we're able to really spend our time zeroing in on those issues, studying the literature that surrounds those problems, and really giving them simple but effective things that really make those kinds of diseases better. Sure. Now, on the care side, the thing that makes St. Clair Health what it is and separates it from other healthcare systems, you bring personal experience to the table, both empathy and understanding of exactly what you're advising patients of regarding everything from cancer screening to surgery. How do your own experiences help you connect with patients and curate treatment plans to their needs and goals? Well, I'm glad you say that because one of the things that I feel very strongly about when it comes to colon cancer and many of the colon issues is one of the difficult things for patients is getting colonoscopies. And my personal experience, when I was in my training, I saw some blood in my stool, which is one of the reasons that you might get a colonoscopy. And it prompted me to get a colonoscopy to make sure there was nothing concerning occurring. And I was able to do that. And fortunately, everything turned out well. One of the things that I really tried to emphasize in the care that we give is that colonoscopies for colon health and for colon cancer are so important. And screening in general, you know, there's a lot of different ways to screen the colon. There's a lot of different options. The one we focus on mostly is the colonoscopy as the gold standard. And my experience led me to believe when I had some bleeding that that would be the right answer. And so that's what I did. I really do feel strongly about it, and that's what I advise my patients to when it comes to that kind of screening. Now, March is National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. Colorectal cancer is highly preventable and treatable when caught early, but only if the public knows about their risk and screening options in the first place. So I'm hoping you can tell our listeners about the screening options that are available to them. So there are multiple screening options. So we talked a little about colonoscopy, and a colonoscopy allows the person performing the colonoscopy to look at the lining of the colon to look for little lesions that can go on to become malignant. At the same time of doing the screening, those lesions can be removed if they see them. It does require a prep and many times requires anesthesia, which makes people uncomfortable sometimes, but we find that it is by far the gold standard. There are multiple other options for people who either don't want to undergo a colonoscopy or cannot for whatever reason. A couple of those ways are fecal tests that check for DNA, and there are multiple options on the market that your doctor can recommend that can look for DNA of cancer in your stool or look for blood in the stool or look for other molecules in the stool that would give you a sense that you might have a polyp or a cancer. Those are good. Those have to be more frequent because they're not quite as sensitive, but for some patients, they do really like it. There's also special CT scans that can be done 
A standard CT scan is not a good test, but there are some specialized CT scans that can look for lesions as well. In my mind, those are the three mainstays, and really it comes down to colonoscopy. And at what age should screening start, and how often should they be screened? Recently, we have seen a move to younger patients with colon cancer. And because of that, we have moved the screening guidelines up, and the national guidelines have all moved to the age of 45 for the general population. So people who are at general risk should start screening at 45. And I also understand that insurance companies are now covering colonoscopy starting at age 45 instead of 50. Absolutely, they are. Insurance companies, like patients, don't want their patients to have colon cancer. So if the guidelines indicate that that is warranted, they've been very good about that, good partners in that. One other thing I want to point out is that there are other reasons to get a colonoscopy even earlier than that. And those things are family history that puts you at an increased risk. That would be a family history of colon cancer, colon polyps, a personal history that puts you at a higher risk, like you've had polyps yourself, you have certain diseases, or symptoms that you have like bloating or bleeding or weight loss or a change in bowel habits. Although those symptoms can be symptoms of colon cancer, it's also important to note that most people who have colon cancer or colon polyps have no symptoms. So symptoms aren't a good way to decide that you need a screen. But if you do have symptoms, we screen people earlier. And then if you start at 45, how often should you be screened after that initial one? It really has to do with your risk profile. In other words, do you have a family history or do you have illnesses that would predispose you to getting colon cancer? Or what did they find during the colonoscopy? That would be the other reason that we would change it. People want to know, is it, will it always be 10 years or five years? And it's very variable. And so it's hard for somebody to say, it'll be five years, it'll be 10. Now, while highly treatable when caught early, colorectal cancer is still one of the most common types of cancer. Are there any symptoms to look for? I'm glad you asked that question because the answer is yes and no. First of all, the vast majority of people who get colon cancer have no symptoms no symptoms whatsoever. And people come to my office who have gotten a screening colonoscopy and they found to have cancer. They very commonly, I never had any symptoms. I can't believe this is happening because they sit and they have no symptoms at all and they're talking to me. So it's important to realize the reason screening exists is because symptoms are hard to detect. But that being said, there are some symptoms. Of course, any bleeding in your stool, any bleeding from the rectum is important and should be addressed. That's the first thing, and that should be addressed with screening or seeing your doctor. Also, symptoms that could go along with it are weight loss or bloating, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting. These are all things that can go along with it. But the big thing to remember is that symptoms aren't the best way to find it. Screening is. That's very important. All right, let's get into some of the surgical options you use at St. Clair Health to treat colorectal cancer. There are five options to explore. If you could just very briefly tell us about polypectomy, first of all. So polypectomy for us can be done lots of ways, but most of the time it either uses an endoscope or some other scope that you do like during a colonoscopy to snare and remove a polyp. It's simple. It should have no bleeding. It should have no pain. It should be like nothing happened. It's usually part of a routine colonoscopy. Okay. Uh, next is endoscopic mucosal resection. 
Yeah, so that is something that our endoscopist colleagues do very commonly for more advanced polyps. Again, they do it during a colonoscopy, but it might be a second procedure after the original colonoscopy. Most of the time that's done by our endoscopic colleagues. And they use special tools in this case. Special tools, that is correct. They use a special scope, special kinds of techniques to do that. It's an advanced technique that our gastroenterologists here at St. Clair do use. Okay, let's move on to partial colectomy. So a partial colectomy is taking out a segment of the colon, and we can do that for both benign and malignant disease. We do that for colon cancers, diverticular disease, Crohn's disease. This is taking out a disease segment of the colon. In the case of colon cancer, there's a cancer in the middle of it, and there are multiple lymph nodes that we would take along with it. This can be done a number of different ways. This can be done laparoscopically. And so laparoscopically means we use a small camera, usually in the belly button, and then two other smaller ports that allow us to manipulate the cancer and remove it, and we remove the segment of the colon with it. The hope is that we can do it and put the bowel back together in such a way that you would not need an ostomy or a bag. You can just put it back together and you can continue to move your bowels the way you did when you were born, same kind of way. Which brings us to ostomy. So ostomies are a way if for whatever reason the bowel cannot be reconnected, it allows us to move our bowels through the skin into an appliance that collects it so that you can dispose of it, I think is the best word. Of course, most people would rather try to avoid an ostomy, and we do try our best in cases that it's possible to avoid them. But in some people, it's necessary, and we have a staff here that helps us make that process as seamless as possible. There's a whole group of people here who help do that. Wonderful, because I'm sure it takes a village to get somebody through that big change in life. Yes, absolutely. And, and St. Clair, fortunately, has invested in that village. They've made that possible. Lovely. Finally, minimally invasive surgery. We talked a little bit about this, but I'd like to expand on it. So when you're doing a segmental resection of the colon or the rectum or the bowel, that can be done, I'd like to say, in three different ways. The first is the most traditional, where you make an incision, go in and by hand take out the piece of bowel or organ that you wanted to do. That is the traditional way that we were all trained where you make a fairly large incision go in. In the last 10 or 15 years, it's become very common to do more laparoscopic or smaller incision techniques. Because of the rapid improvement in the technology, we've been able to really utilize small incisions and minimize people's hospital stay because we have less pain, there's less physiological impact on the patient, so they do much better, and they have fewer complications, less hospital stay, if we can make smaller incisions. Laparoscopic surgery is probably the most common right now, but robotic surgery is also very much on the rise and has a lot of good options. What we do is we use robotic surgery for some of our surgeries. We also do laparoscopic for some of our surgeries. It just kind of depends on what is best for the patient. We're fortunate here to have all those options at our disposal. And I understand that St. Clair recently invested in the latest state-of-the-art Da Vinci surgical system. What are some of the benefits of this surgical method? The Da Vinci system is a phenomenal system. It allows us to get a good look at the pathology we're working at and get very close and do very tedious and minute dissections. It also has very advanced cameras that are in three dimensions. So We're working using wristed robotic-like instruments, and we're doing it in three dimensions. It's still me doing the surgery, but it allows us to be much more accurate and precise in the way we do it. It is amazing technology, and I'm amazed by it, even as I do it very frequently.
weekly we do it and it's always amazing to me i can hear your awe that's amazing i'm glad you have that at your disposal you know the saint Clair hospital cancer center is affiliated with upmc hillman cancer center thanks to this unique affiliation surgeons from saint Clair partner with radiation and medical oncology experts from upmc hillman cancer center can you talk about the team-based approach you use when determining the best treatment plan for a patient we have a phenomenal relationship both the medical oncologist and the radiation oncologist we all have each other's cell phones and talk every day about patients in real time. So it's nice we have what I would call offline. This is the patients in my office and I want to talk to them about the way I'm going to treat this or how we're going to manage this or what we need to do going forward. We talk to those people every single day. It is wonderful. In a more formal approach, we have a cancer conference where we all get together and we review difficult or interesting cases where we're trying to figure out what the best plan is or to highlight some of the things that we're trying to do better or where we want to make improvements. It is the way cancer care should be done everywhere. It's not always the way places do it, but boy, it should be. It is really great. I hear your passion in every word. Is there anything else you'd like to add to our conversation? I think that the care here at St. Clair Hospital is phenomenal. And I think that the things you've highlighted, the investment they've given in patient care side and the technology side and the focus that they've had on these team approaches has really brought some great care and great options to patients with cancer. Well, Dr. Holkamp, I want to thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your advice with us today. Just a true pleasure to have you on. Well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time. To contact Dr. Holkamp, call 412-572-6192 or visit stclair.org. And if you found this information helpful, please share it with others, especially on your social media. Thanks for listening to Curating Care, brought to you by St. Clair Health.